Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. All right. Well, another Q&A episode. Got a little things different around here. Mm-hmm. Hello, audience. Up close and personal. Yeah. I like it. I like the new gadgets and new toys. Yeah. It All excites right. me to do more. Yeah. That's like that's part of the reason why I even downloaded that thing. What did I download? Illustrator. Oh, yeah. Remember? I was like, I just want to play with this shit. Because sometimes like when I start seeing stuff like this or I even play with stuff like that. I've even messed with like Adobe Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. But it gets my mind thinking. For sure. And then I can talk to you about what we can do. Yeah. You know, and then it just kind of snowballs from there. But this is dope, though. There's a lot of chords going around. All right, let's get right into it. Yep. We got uh, quite a few questions to cover. First one comes from Ella Alpha. Says, I have I have my macros set up for a fat loss, but when I put them into MFP, my macros don't match with my calories. I reach my goal macros, but still have about 180 calories left for the day. Should I track calories or macros? So MFP stands for MyFitnessPal, for anybody listening who doesn't know, but... This is one of those things, like this is something I always tell people day one when they start coaching with us or when they start tracking macros, if they are coaching with us, um, ignore calories, focus on macros. And the hard part about that is that for a lot of people, they're like, well, macros equal calories and calories are most important, right? You always say calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. So why would I not track yeah. calories? Well, the reason is because food labels round. So um, if I eat something that is 96 calories, the food label is going to say 100 calories because food labels round. They round up or down, um, sometimes even more so to the nearest tenth. So if it's 90, they'll bump up to 100 sometimes. Mm. Um, so by the end of the day, you might be 100 to 200 calories off, right? But your macros are dead on because macros n- are never rounded in a on a food label. So if you look at a food label and it shows 2 grams fat, 36 grams carbs, 10 grams of protein, and you do the math of like, 36 times 4, 10 times 4, 2 times 9, put it all together, that's your calories, and it's different. Mm. Like, it's like 346 calories, but for some reason this thing says 350 or 300 or 325. They're allowed a 25% margin of error, and they're allowed to estimate up or down. Gotcha. Um, 20 to 25% margin of error is a big margin of error. Yeah. Because if something is 200 calories, that's a 50-calorie error margin. So... That 200 calories is actually 250. Times four meals. Times four meals. You know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes it can be pretty bad. But this is also why the less, the, the more food you can eat without food labels, the better. Yeah. Right? Because an apple doesn't have a food label. You know? Chicken breast doesn't really have a food label. I mean, I guess it kind of does on the package. But when you boil it down, it's real food. Yeah. So you're going to know what it is because you weigh it. You get get the right amount. And usually my fitness pal will be okay with that. Um, so I always say track macros because... At the end of the day, if you hit your macros, you will hit the calories you're supposed to hit. And that's all that matters. The only time I don't say that is when two times. One, where somebody is too 
uh, too much of a beginner to like go all in on all the macros or just overwhelm them. And in that scenario, I might say, hey, we're just tracking calories and protein. So you do want to look at calories because you're not tracking all the macros. Um, and in the other sense is if you're like drinking or you're going out for a social event, because at that point it's like, you're not going to hit your macros. Yep. You know, alcohol is a different macro. Uh, if you go out, like we went to um, Anthony's last weekend, I think it was. And a seafood restaurant here in Seattle. Yep. And when you eat like mussels or clams, there's like butter in it oh, and it's yeah. fatty. But there's no carbs. Yeah. But my carbs were super low that day. My fat was super high. But it's Saturday. I'm like, whatever. Um, had a couple beers with dinner. And I just focus on calories. If I can stay within my calories, I'm good. But on a normal day-to-day... Tracking macros, it just makes more sense. For sure. Yeah, but that's what, the, but that's why it does it is because uh, my fitness power rounds, so do food labels. Gotcha. All right, the second question comes from John S. Robinalt. Just found out about you, you two weeks ago on Jordan Syed's podcast. Love your stuff. Love your message. I'm looking to upgrade my career. Long story for another time, but yet thanks to you guys like you, I'm feeling motivated and confident about what's coming. I just wanted to thank you, and I look forward to your content. More of a review, dope. But I wanted to I wanted to leave it there because yeah. he deserves a shout out. Yeah, what's his name again? John S. Robinalt. John Robinalt, thank you, man. Um, I always appreciate shit like that. It's mm-hmm. dope, and it's cool to hear like people and tell us your long story. Like I want to now, I want to know what your career change is for sure. Ask me some questions Follow on up. that. I love actually talking about. I realized that this morning. Transformations. When I, no, uh, like career change life, uh, how to get through a demotivated period of time. Like, when we get questions like that, I fucking love them. That's sick. Like, that shit gets me going more than anything else. And I think it's because fat loss is so – I don't want to say – I love fat loss. <laughs> I mean, it's what I do. But it's it's a calorie deficit. It's yeah. a, it's almost like there's, there's a bunch of paths that lead to the same place. But – a career change, a life change, relationships, business, all these things are so dynamic. For sure. It's so interesting. Um, that's why when I was recording, I was laughing because I was recording that podcast earlier, the Mindset Q&A. And first, I read all the names, and I'm like, it was like Kyle Johnson, Mike Steven, like just the easiest things. I was like, oh, got all the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Save the hard ones for you. But but I was saying, like, I love that because it was just – it's just straight motivational stuff. Absolutely. Like, I, one of the questions was uh, top five books and my biggest takeaways. It took me 30 minutes to answer. I didn't think it was going to take me that long. I li- 30 minutes was just that question. How long was the podcast? An hour. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck. Two and a half hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, I just, I just love that shit, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm reading this book right now. For anybody listening, uh, I'm reading a few books, but uh, The E-Myth – Highly recommend people read that book, especially if you're a business owner. Um, I don't know why I feel like I need to say that, but like something came up in my mind that reminded me. Like it, it distinguishes who is what in your business. Mm-hmm. So like there's like for example, there's technicians in the business. You're a technician, uh, and it defines what a technician is, and it defines how I was once a technician and I had to evolve and how to like continue to evolve and stop trying to be a technician because if I keep trying to be a technician, we can't grow. grow. Um, And then there's a manager and then Mm -hmm. the manager is actually somebody that oversees, but at some point the entrepreneur is the leader who has to grow to take more risks, bigger investments, so on and so forth. But it's really fucking cool how he goes about like dissecting that whole dynamic. And then like with a business, there's an infant stage, an adolescent stage, and then a maturity phase. Definitely. And it shows how it, you go through those. And I could literally look at this timeline and be like, we're right there. And this is what we have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, 
It's cool. But those kind of books are sick. I Too love shit. those books. Yeah. This next question I can see being a 30-minute question. <laughs> oh, good. Or a whiteboard. Um, Video? <laughs> yeah. So the uh, next question is from Mira Alpha. It says, what is the right way to track macros? It's a, sh- it's a small question with a powerful punch. Yeah. It's like the noisy cricket. You know what that is? Oh. Men in black. Oh, the yeah, little, yeah, The yeah, little yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Give me this thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Great movie. reference. Damn. Dude, I'm so. The noisy cricket? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm, I'm I don't think kidding. anybody would know what that is. Somebody listening. I knows. mean, if you said the cricket from Men in Black, yeah. Noisy cricket, that's what it's called. Um, oh. But, dude, it's so weird. I was watching. Do you know what Blacklist is, that TV show? Yes. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the guy, this guy named Reddington is like the main character in that show. Yeah. And he has like a bodyguard sidekick dude that was rolling with him all the time. And his name is Dembe. And side character on a normal TV show. Never seen him anywhere else. We were watching Billions and, (laughs) uh, or no, I was watching, maybe it was Dave. I don't know. It was one of those shows, but Mm -hmm. it was literally, they were in a club and in the background there was, oh no, it was Notorious. We watched Notorious this weekend. The movie? Because Shannon had never seen it. Good. Really good. Really good. So there's a scene where he's in the club and he's like talking to Tupac. Yep. And he goes, you cool with those guys? And, like, he points down, and there's, like, these two guys in camel hats, you know, like, across the club. Yep. And it's, like, five seconds goes back. I paused that. I was, like, that's Dembe from Blacklist. And we haven't watched that show in, like, over a year. Chan's, like, what the fuck? Fucking push play. You can't remember <laughs> to, like, do the dishes. <laughs> but you remember that? Yeah. I don't know why I do that, man. But uh, the best way to track macros is such a loaded question. It's hard to answer because... You know, somebody uh, asked that on my story, something similar to that, and said, uh, they said, how do your client, like, what approach do you use for your clients to lose weight? And I said, calorie deficit. And then I said, another one, I posted it again and said, in more of a technical answer, a periodized approach using macros as a dietary tool to adhere and achieve a calorie deficit, which is way, it sounds more intelligent. Yeah, but it's exactly what it is. But that's what it is. So, like, the best way to diet or she said the best way to use macros. The right way to track macros. The right way to track macros is to, in my opinion. Technical answer? Technical answer is going to be, number one, have a periodized plan. Like, where are you at right now? Where is the end goal? And how long is that timeline going to take? So you know the phases that come in between. Mm-hmm. Um, or how long are you wanting that timeline to take? Yeah. How long, like, how much time do you have to lose that weight? There you go. Um, and how much time do you have as a whole? Because we got to factor getting you ready for the diet, getting you out of the diet, transitioning into and out of the diet. Um, But I would say that, and then I would say properly calculating your macros. So using a good TDE calculator, like the one I showed in the whiteboard video, which we can link in the show notes. um, And having that, while also knowing yourself, because if you're like a a carb craver, don't go with a high-fat approach because you think it's going to loot like help you lose weight. It won't calorie deficit. That's all that matters. So favor the right macros to support your training and support your cravings. Essentially, um, be flexible from a two, two standpoints. Number one, don't be afraid to have a beer. Don't, I mean, we just did a research review on alcohol and it showed that really doesn't affect fat loss at all. As long as it fits in your macros, it might impair muscle growth and strength if you're drinking too often. But for somebody doing a diet, you want to drink once or twice a week. Cool. Fit it in your macros. You know, like I would say, don't get shitty because that's where, 
you have no self-discipline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but fit it in if you want uh, some ice cream one day. If you want a burger, whatever. Just just be flexible. But flexible also means not worrying about the exact gram. So if your protein's at 150, your carbs are at 200, and your fats are at 50, just be within range. You could be at 142, 205, and 52, right? It's okay. We don't really know. You know what I mean? Like 10 almonds is 5 grams of fat, let's say. I don't know if it is. We don't know that. Yeah. We, we really don't know that exact, it, it, that every almond is exactly, nu- nutriently yeah. equal. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Um, so it's all really just an estimate. But like the reason I'm saying that is because some people get so OCD about macros that it's like you need to understand this so that. Oh, it stresses them out. Yeah. You don't get to the point where macros are stressing you out more. It should de-stress you because you have a budgeting system that allows you to stay within your lines and lose weight. Yeah. Which is the goal. Um. And then just patience. You know, obviously, I would say hire a coach. Um, use my fitness pal. It tends to be the best. I think everybody needs to track uh, macros, weight, and biofeedback every single day if they're serious about losing weight. I know that sounds tedious for some people, but it takes you two minutes. I do it. Yep. Wake up, punch in what my macros are going to be, punch in my weight, how many hours of sleep did I get, how motivated am I, what are my stress levels. We'll scale of one to five. That's yep. it. Good sleep, high stress, high motivation, whatever it is. Boom, boom, boom. Done. But after weeks, you see these numbers and you can see like you're getting more and more stressed out or you're get, you're recovering less and less or your weight's not trending down anymore because we have the weekly average every single day. Um, even for me, like last week, my first week on the cut, I didn't lose a single pound because I fucked off and didn't stick to my diet at all. But <laughs> um, there was one day I woke up and I was like at 179 and all the other days I was at 183 or above. So if I would have just weighed in one day or like weighed in that day and be like, hell yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's a great start to the cut. Yeah. That wasn't accurate. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just a fluke. I don't know what happened. I lost a bunch of water during sleep or something. Um, I finished the week. There was a puddle one. in your bed or something? <laughs> I don't fucking <laughs> No, but like. Water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't think about it like that. I don't know. I mean, it was, it's pretty hot and we don't have AC anymore, man. <laughs> Killing me. Straight to the shower. Dude, and with the fucking smoke. Yeah. You can't open the windows. Yeah. Brutal. Dude, it sucks. You got four months of this. Yeah. Well, it's going to be winter soon. It's really starting to rain and shit. I'm excited for fall. Yeah. That's why I'm excited for fall. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Last, I won't even say last week, but the smoke does make it a little bit hotter, but I think it, the the temperature is cooling down. I think the opposite. Because there was one day it was supposed to be 90, and then... It said 90 on my thing, and there was no way it was 90 out because the smoke was blocking the sun. Oh, that's true. So the sun's I was thinking the heat it. from the fires. Yeah. I mean, so. that definitely plays a role, but I think it was blocking the sun a yep, bit. Yeah, I agree. Which is crazy that the smoke is that thick. Dude, that's why I'm like, that it correct me if I'm wrong uh, in the comments or whatever, but in like LA, the smog is so bad yeah. that they don't like, it's always five, you know, I'm not, I'm making numbers up, but it's always cooler. Oh, yeah. I was going to say five degrees, but like, it's always cooler than what it really should be because the you know, the air quality and the smoke. Just normally. Yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. And the Pacific Northwest is known for really good air quality. But <laughs> we had, uh, I talked to my neighbor yesterday, and she said that, my old neighbor, because I went and picked up mail, she had our mail, but uh, she said that we were the, we had the worst air quality in the entire United States yesterday. Yeah. My That's dad. crazy. Because it's all floating up from California, California and Oregon. And here. Yeah. Uh, my dad looked up the air quality today and it was at 184. I don't know what that means, but I think like normal is like five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. And the higher is the worst. Wow. 500 is the highest part of the scale. Yeah, because we were looking at uh, Palm Desert, and it's at 127. So it's better there. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought, like, maybe 100 was normal. Yeah. But no, five I'm, is normal? I'm, I heard of five is, like, the normal for – I think I was talking to somebody that was either – I think they are from here or from Oregon, and they said normally we're at five. Like Jamie. Yeah. Look that shit up. But uh, – did you have you gone up four ten yet? Yeah. Oh my two god. Two days in a row. Oh yeah. Burnt to shit. Yeah. I didn't realize how close the fires were to like my neighborhood. <laughs> Between zero and fifty. Zero and fifty is normal. Yeah, it's good air quality. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But so five is technically in that, but absolutely. But yeah. Yeah. It's a bigger range than I expected, but still. One and oh, did I tell you what we, what we were? Huh. One, uh, Seattle was yeah. one eighty seven. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. I, s- I swear I heard it was 500 either here or in Oregon at, at one point. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. It's just horrible. 500. China, it's like 200 <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah. Normal. Ugh. All right. Um, anyway, what was the question? The macros, That's the, I think that's the best way. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a really loaded question. There's no way for me to – I mean, the ultimate best way is hire a coach, realistically, because there's going to be so many ins and outs along the way that they're going to be able to teach you that – can't really skip that part, you know? For sure. All right. Uh, next question is from Jan Carlo. I like Jan's Jan Carlo's name. <laughs> Simple. Easy. Yeah. I wonder if that's a name or – oh, it's probably Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Cody, what's the difference between density and functional muscle? I want to put on muscle while maintaining my a- athleticism and recovery from basketball. Thanks. Uh, so the, actually, this is via email. He filled out the form, uh, which, hint, hint, reminder, guys, if you got a question, fill out the form that is in the description or the show notes of this podcast. But uh, what is the difference between functional muscle and density? What's the difference between density and functional muscle? Okay. Um, both are four-day splits, uh, upper-lower, uh, unless you're talking about functional muscle two. So functional muscle one is an upper-lower split. Functional muscle two is a upper-lower push-pull-leg split. Um both are great. Density is a great too. I, I would say for you specifically and really for anybody listening, and this is me selling you out of my own product, well, into another product, but I, I truly think that the best thing to do is going to be joining the membership site. I think at the end of the day, like you want a program that is going to be evolving and having more eyes on it constantly. Like the eBooks don't get updated. So if you want a program that's periodized, it's evolving, I'm going in, I'm changing it, I'm making sure that's progressive for you, um, you get feedback on, join the membership site. It's for sure. The first month is going to be cheaper than the ebooks are. Um, after the second month, you'll be paying more, obviously, because you pay monthly, but it's it's nonstop. Like, and for 57 bucks, it just makes way more sense. Um, but the difference between density and functional muscle, functional muscle is just a classic upper-lower split. It's kind of like the foundational program. You know, it's like a very, very fundamental upper lower split with great progressions, simple movement patterns, um, has a functional, obviously, approach to it, so there's no machines in it. Um, I think there might be a couple cable things, but you can sub for bands. Um, but really good programs. I mean, that's, that's our kind of like our cornerstone program. It's the first program we ever made. Um, Density or functional? Functional muscle. Functional was. Yeah. yeah, and then functional muscle two is an upper lower push-pull leg, so it's a five-day split, and in that case, I'm like, hey, it's just more volume. Yeah. So if you want to do more, you can do more volume, but... Density is a four-day split that phases differently. So functional muscles has a more of like a linear periodization. So you start week one with 10 reps, then you go eight reps, then you go 
uh, six reps. And then week four, you start back over, but you go nine reps, seven reps, five reps, eight reps, six reps, four reps. So you basically start at 10 and you end up at like one to two, 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, so every, every week you're going lower in volume, higher in load and intensity. And then every three week block, you come back to the top and you're, so you're just getting stronger as you go. Um, Whereas density is a more block periodization. So phase one is accumulation, which is high volume. It's more bodybuilding style. It's just like high reps, high volume. Like, let's just get a pump. Let's really uh, accumulate a ton of volume in the muscle. And then phase two is intensification. So we shift gears and start doing more um, uh, more strength training, lower reps, higher loads. I want to say we shift gears to a full body approach at that point. Um, and then... The third phase is the peaking phase, and that's where we test max lifts and everything. Density is really made to do multiple times through because it goes through those phases. Yeah. So I think it has like four weeks. I think it has f- either four – actually, it might be six weeks in the accumulation phase, six weeks in the intensification, um, and then just like one or two weeks in the peaking phase because it's just testing, right? Um, but it's a good program. It's a fun program if you've never done fa- in a, a phased approach. Yeah. I, I typically say, like, you know, the best approach is the approach you haven't done. But if I had to pick between a phased or just a uh, a linear with some undulation, I'm going to go linear with undulation. And what I mean by that is functional muscle has lower reps and higher reps, and it's just linearly progressing you across the board. Very slow and steady, but it's, it's simplified. Gotcha. It just works. Yeah. She says, um, I want to put on muscle while maintaining my athletic – and recovery for and from basketball functional muscle yeah yeah just because the to be with the block periodization you're going to have like like your recovery ability is going to be different as the phases go so the accumulation phase is going to be brutal at first because super high volume high high uh, reps you're gonna be sore as hell and as soon as you start getting used to that you're going to be used to it for like a couple of weeks and then you're going to shift gears and intensification. You're going to have to like go through that learning curve all again. Then you have a peaking phase. You're going to want to deload after that. So it's, it's great for uh, the body composition standpoint and strength. But if you're playing a sport, I would say functional muscle because after you get used to those first few weeks and the soreness goes away, it'll stay away. Gotcha. It's not going to come back because you're just following that same style of training the whole time. But again, I still think the membership site has so many more options. And they're just better, like the, the programmings are just so much more diverse. So I can guide you in a different way a little bit better, you know, and you can phase. But I mean, to me, it's like, what's 57 times 12? Times 10 is 570. So it's like less than 700 bucks. Yep, 685. $685 and you have your entire year done of training. Yeah. That's crazy. Less than, I mean, most... Gym memberships are more than that. Yeah. Oh uh, well. So like, if you go to LA Fitness or something like that, you're paying like thirty to forty bucks. Damn, I was like seven, almost seventy when I oh, was in Renton. It will. It's because it's a super sport. So oh. if you go to a super sport where they have like the pool, they have the basketball court, all stuff. Yeah. Like seventy. Okay. And they don't even tell you what to do in the gym. No. They just yeah. give you access to the door. Yeah. Right. So if you go to a CrossFit gym or like a group class, something you're paying at least one hundred fifty bucks a month. Yeah. You know, which is normal. It's cheap, but fifty seven dollars to have expert programming just done. Less than $700 for the entire year. That's crazy. I think that's more valuable than having the facility. I mean, much. 100%. Because, like you said, you walk into the facility and no guidance. You know, get a restrooms over there. Yeah. Get a <laughs> um, get a uh, membership to fucking Planet Fitness. Yeah. It's like five bucks. Yeah. A month. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then do this. Like, I wouldn't recommend it because they don't have barbells. They only have Smith machines. But... 
Um, barbells. They don't have a barbell. It's crazy. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They have like Smith machines. Barbell curls. Like those small ones. Well, I mean, they're different weights, but they're just like they're already pre-weighed. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have plate-loaded. Oh barbells. yeah, no. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of people ask, like, what do I do when I'm going to Planet Fitness? Um, but there's other gyms, too. Like, I mean, shit, North Hill Fitness, you pay 7 bucks a month or something like that. You remember that gym? Yeah. Yeah, like, cheap. The one that's any anytime now? It's not anytime. Oh, yeah, but they, because they moved over by Walgreens. Oh. Yeah, because it's still around. But oh. but even anytime, anytime's like 20 bucks a month, too. So you can get cheaper options. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're fine. Yeah. Or just get a garage gym. <laughs> per. Yeah. I mean, I'm just long, long like term, you exactly, save a, yeah, you yeah. save a ton of money. A ton of money, especially if you go over to our guys at Giant Giant Fitness, who I'm not uh, affiliated with yet, but I'm going to talk to them into dope. it because we already started doing stuff. They're going to come do a photo shoot with some of their products here. Sick. They were going to do it on Tuesday, and then he texted me. He's like, "Hey, there's quite a bit going on. I think we're going to reschedule." And I was like, "Yeah, dude. Like the town's on fire. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and the power's out, so yeah. it's all good." But, yeah, if you guys want to check out that uh, company, I'll give them a shout-out, GiantLifting.com. Giant Lifting. Giant Lifting. They got really good equipment. I mean, we've been banging up that power rack and those bars and shit, and they're great. And awesome. It's cheap. I mean, or nothing is, yeah, nothing is really cheap when it comes to fitness equipment, but yeah. uh, they, they crush Rogue's prices. Sick. And Rogue's great. I love Rogue. I got a bunch of Rogue shit. Yeah. But, but, like, if you look at a, a bumper plate or a barbell or a rack – between Rogue and mm-hmm. Giant, like I can't really sit there and go, oh, I see why Rogue's more expensive. Yeah, I uh, because Matt Fraser is sponsored by you, and I love Matt Fraser. He's yeah. cool. He's a beast, but yeah. I'm not paying more. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, cool. That's the difference between density and functional. I think you answered that pretty good. Jillian, the next question is from Jillian Byron. Oh, real quick, I have to say this too, because I don't think we did this in the last ones and I did it in the mindset one. Um, if you're interested, did I talk about the sample program? If you're interested in the Taylor oh, trainer, no. um, we made a like sample program guide. Yeah. So basically there's a link, um, in the show notes of this podcast. If you click that, it'll go to like an opt-in page, put your name, your email, and we're going to send you a three day, a four day and a five day program program performance bodybuilding. Um, it's a week. So you're not going to get more than a week. Obviously be pointless if I just gave you weeks and weeks and weeks of <laughs> training for free. But, um, but that way you can test it out. You can see what it's about. Um, it's like. that's one program too. So there, that program performance bodybuilding in the membership has three options, three day, four day, five day, but there's also conjugate for men, conjugate for women, full body hypertrophy, perform and burn, perform and build, uh, full, did I say full body hypertrophy, the big four, there's a lot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of programs in there, so. You can't remember them. I can't remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton in there. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, the next one is from Jillian Byron. Uh, looks like they have three questions. Start with the first one. It says, I haven't seen results with this switch in my training, and I'm worried I need cardio or have to lose weight. Could this be the case? The leanest I got was do, uh, doing cardio five times a week, 20 to 35 minutes on the Stairmaster. Okay, uh, let's <coughs> first. Uh, I read a part of this question that wasn't in there because it was a it was a long fucking question. So I just basically took out all the explanation, gave you the questions, and I read that she was doing what she's doing for two and a half weeks. So there my first response Try is for two more, two and a half more weeks, or two and a half more months. Okay, <laughs> you know, there but you e- either way, just be more patient. Basically, two weeks just isn't enough to see anything. You yeah. know, like. Um, 
I just started my cut. Absolutely nothing happened last week. Nothing might happen this week. We're probably not going to change. <laughs> We're going to stay right here for another probably two or three weeks to really see how my body's responding, get to, some consistency. To see the first impact. Yeah, see how I change. feel. You know, like when you first make an adjustment too, like it depends on the situation obviously, but for me, you know, we made this switch. I, I wasn't hungry. I wasn't craving anything. I felt great in the gym because I was excited. You know, I'm like, all right, new phase, new diet. Like I'm going to get back on like – getting a little more dialed in. I'm changing my training program. That excitement alone is going to make me feel great. But after a few weeks, I'll be able to say like, uh, this is how my energy levels feel. This mm-hmm. is how I'm sleeping. This is how, you know, my motivation has gone up and down. This is my digestion, everything like that. And then we can make an adjustment. But for you, I want to say that, uh, she said she was trying to lose weight or gain weight. I want to say she was reversing in the explanation, but I can't remember. I'm worried I need cardio or have to lose ah, weight. That's right. Okay. So first and foremost, wait longer than two and a half weeks. That's just too little. Um, number two, you don't absolutely need cardio. Cardio is another tool to create a calorie deficit. So if you are more easily, if you're more likely to be able to create a deficit through cardio and adhere to it, than you are food. That's fine. But you don't by any means have to do cardio five days a week. Um, The other thing is usually when I – and obviously I haven't seen you. But usually when I talk to people who have this mind frame and who are talking to me like this, uh, my my biggest concern is that the level of leanness you're trying to achieve and sustain is just unrealistic. A lot of people get like shredded for stage or shredded for photo shoot or get so lean that they feel like shit. They're doing five or six days of cardio every every single day basically um, per week. And they're like, how do I sustain this? Well, you don't. You don't get that lean and sustain it. And that's okay. You don't need to be that lean. Um, I think there's, you know, like, there's a difference between lean and shredded. And lean is way above the average American. So we should be happy with lean. Shredded is competition. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like pushing yourself to the furthest capacity possible. But why would you want to sustain that? You know, it's not not sustainable, period. Yeah. so I think that like you have to understand what a realistic goal is because nobody should have to do cardio five days a week in order to get to a sustainable level of leanness. I firmly believe that. I don't think anybody needs to, no matter how much weight they have to lose, no yeah. matter how stubborn their body is. Yeah. Um, so wait longer. Don't feel like you need to do cardio. Uh, just be patient. Yeah. And make sure that you haven't dieted in the last six months to a year. Like, because if you're in this position where you're not getting results, but you're like, oh, well, I just finished a diet six months ago, I'd be like, well, wait longer. Go. You know, yeah. you should you should be at maintenance, especially when you're leaner. You should be at maintenance one to 1.5 times as long as you were in a diet. Touche. To, to recover from that. Yeah. So our second question is, is cutting the right move? How long sh- should I cut and will I have to decrease even more? Cutting is the right move if you had that one to 1.5 times length in between. Mm-hmm. You know, like if she if she dieted less. So if she dieted for six months straight, then that means you need at least six to 12 months. Or sorry, six to nine months at least before you diet again. Right? One to 1.5 times as long as you dieted. There you go. Um, so is dieting the right move? Not if that's the case. Uh, which if your body's not responding to what you're doing, then that might be the case. There you go. But if you've only waited two and a half weeks... Just wait longer. So it's not that long. You know what I mean? If, if three or four weeks passes and you're not making any progress, then you either need to make a bigger adjustment. And yes, you need to pull more calories because the only way to further fat loss is to create a bigger deficit. Or you need to reverse and stop trying. Gotcha. Because you just tried too soon. Yep. Right? Um, this goes back to the, and I, I've loved this lately. I don't know why, but the whole uh, 
intensity, duration, and frequency for your diet. Like duration is how long have you did you diet? Have you been dieting for? Uh, intensity is how aggressive was that diet? There's like a scale of aggressive and conservative, right? And then uh, how frequently have you dieted over the last one to two years? Gotcha. And when we put those th two things together, I can tell you, yes, it's a good time to diet or no, you need to stop gotcha. or reverse or yeah, maintenance or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah. Nope. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this podcast, but I wanted to pop in real quick and shout out my sponsor, Legion Athletics. Legion Athletics is the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. They are naturally sweetened and flavored supplements that are scientifically backed with good ingredients and proper doses, which is pretty rare in the supplement space, to be honest with you. And you get a 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. So if you hate the product, which probably won't happen, you can get all your money back. Right now, you can head over to buylegion.com slash boom boom and save 20% off your first order and start getting loyalty points so you can get free supplements in the future. Legion is literally a company that I've been using for years, not only for myself, but also with my family and with all of my clients. They have some great products for sports performance and health, and I really can't say enough about who they are as a brand, their transparency, because they are one of the only supplement companies that actually says nutrition and training is more important than supplements. So they are very honest, they are very science-driven and evidence-based, and they are the real deal when it comes to the top quality supplements that you can get on the market. So once again, head over to buylegion.com slash boom boom and save today. Now, without any further ado, let's get back to the episode. So she actually has a third question. How do I get, whoa, how do I get back my metabolism? I'm hungry, but eating more than where my calories are at now, and I just gained fat. Is that loud? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, how do I get my metabolism back? She says, I'm hungry, but eating more than where my calories are at now, and I just gained fat. If she eats more than where her calories are at now, she'll gain fat. Um, I think <clears throat> go – like, you should just give it more time. A lot of times people reverse. They bring calories up, and what happens is – they gain a little bit of weight, and we've talked about this before. It's water, it's carbohydrates, it's salt, it's more food volume in your stomach, um, but it's not fat. Yeah. So when you say, like, I, whenever I eat more than this, I just gain, it's not fat. Unless you were like, hey, I tried to eat more than this for six weeks straight, and I gained a good amount of weight. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah, you probably overshot your calories. Yeah. But if you eat more, and you're like, oh, should I gain weight? It's probably like a short period of time. You you ate too much, and like a few days later, you weighed a little bit more. And that's not enough data. Mm -hmm. um, Seems like a trend of these answers. Just hundred percent. Just w just be patient. Yeah, I think like that's but that's the hardest part for people. Absolutely. You know they want Agreed. they want results just right normal. away. Yeah, totally I mean, normal. I, I don't think that's a bad thing because it's normal. Yeah, I mean it is a. It's, it's not a good thing. It's but not it, a good thing. But, but it's not a odd or yeah, like, yeah. abnormal. Yeah, it's not Absolutely abnormal at not. all. Um, and we all do. I mean, shit, I want results right away. Yeah, dude. Like, so like, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm impatient as fuck. Um, I don't as, think as you, you are. Know. I mean, compared to some people, you might think you are because you have a different result or goal than other people. Yeah, but it's all relative. It's all relative to the to the level of my to the extremeness to of your goal. There you, you know? go. Um, but like, even for example, like I'm, I'm eager to get this sleeve done yeah and i literally am like trying to figure out any way to like bypass the wait list for these couple tattoo artists i want to work with couple yeah there's two different guys i want to work with. one i've already been working with um but it's like <laughs> dude you just have to wait 
Like, there's nothing I can do. There's a lot of people who already paid to be on this wait uh, list. Sir, do you want me to take you off the wait list? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling this number. <laughs> but uh, so, so, um, but it's, just, I, I'm that way with everything, you know, like I want to, yeah. I want to build something, do something that's like, I got to do it right now, which is, it, it's not a bad thing because it makes me go for it, yeah. but you got to be patient. And I think with fat loss, it's super important. You just, you have to be patient. Number one. Some people were surprised when they were like, well, how long is your cut going to be? I was like, ah, probably like six months or so. And they're like, what? It's a long time. Like, you're not that big. Like, why are you going to go so slow? And it's like, I would rather lose like a half a pound a week, maybe less. And yeah. And, and I'm not even saying that's impatient, but that's not very much a week. It's slow. Yeah. But I'm going to maintain all my muscle. Yeah. And the thing about me too is we have to remember I have to be energetic and enthusiastic on this podcast. I have to be that way in front of the camera. I have to answer all the DMs. I have to fucking rah-rah motivate the team. I got to be a dad. Yeah. So for me, if, if I take an aggressive approach, I could get shredded in three to four months. Yeah. But I would be a dick by yeah. month two. Yeah. <laughs> and just slow, yeah. unproductive, shit wouldn't get done. So I'm like, I'd rather go slow and keep my productivity and my muscle. And it just takes longer. So 0.2 pounds a month or a week. Maybe. So I think, I think I what we're... I'm rooting for less. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> No. So we're after 0. 0.4 to 0.8% of my body weight per week. So if I'm at 183, 0.4% is almost one pound. So 0. 0.7 pounds a week. Yeah. But as I lose weight, it'll get lower. Yeah. Basically. Um, as you have less to lose. Exactly. Um, but in general, I think like uh, at the end of the day... You just got to be patient. I think, what was her, what was her last question about? Oh, her metabolism. Like the thing is, you is answered you, it. you're not going to break your metabolism though, yeah. is what I want to say. Make sure like, don't get scared and think like that's going to happen. Listen to the research review that will go live October, the first week of October. Uh, me and Brandon reviewed some research on metabolic adaptation, which was like the perfect study review for our audience. Um, and it's not as big of a deal as you think. It's very temporary. So mm. If your metabolism has adapted, it's short-term. How, how do you get your metabolism back? Eat more food. So you say that you just gained weight. No, it's probably food bulk. It's probably water retention. It's probably carb, glycogen, going the muscle. Just be patient. Eat more and consistently eat more. Your metabolism will increase. This might be a stupid question, but how do you actually – not actually. How, wh how, what, what makes somebody think they lost their metabolism? Gaining weight? Yeah, gaining <laughs> weight – Usually, it's, it's gaining weight while trying to lose weight, there right? You go. Or an inability to lose weight, right? Damn. Like, I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm not losing anything, which usually comes from one of two things. You're not in a deficit. You're not in a deficit. But if you're not in a deficit and you have been super consistent, the reason you're not in a deficit is because your metabolism isn't broken, but it's not running on all cylinders. It is adapted to a lower set point. And what that means is that your deficit – you calculate a deficit right here, and you're not losing any weight. You're like, what the hell is happening? Well, a deficit is really way down here for you. But that amount is so unsustainable that you're never going to adhere to exactly it. Exactly what I'm thinking. It's like 900 calories, yeah. for example. And you're not going to do that. And, and the reason we know this is a fact, too, because if you were like, no, my metabolism's broken, or I'm in starvation mode, I can't lose weight, you know, I, even, even when I die, it's like, okay, well, there's uh, – and I actually have pictures because I donate food to them. There's starving children – in these third world countries, and they are stick and bone. Yeah. What happened to them? Is there starvation mode? Is there, why didn't their metabolism adapt and stop letting them lose weight? They just kept losing and losing and losing to I a mean, point where they're, they're not even eating 900 calories. 
Exactly. But that's my point. Yeah. People eat 1,200 calories and they're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm in starvation mode. My body won't lose any more weight. It's like, no, no, no. Your, your deficit. Eat 100. Yeah, exactly. Don't eat for a few yeah. days. <laughs> You'll lose weight. Yeah. But that's also unsustainable. And unhealthy. Unhealthy. So I don't recommend you do it. I just recommend that you understand that so you can go, okay, I need to switch gears, reverse, get to maintenance, and then aim for a diet at another time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. All right. Last question <clears throat> is uh, BJ Miller. Thoughts on, oh, my God. Poem cream? <laughs> Paula Quinn. Paula Quinn's <laughs> body, body comp training. So, uh, shout out to Paula Quinn, RIP, one of the legends of the strength industry. Um, I love a lot of what Paula Quinn uh, has put out. I've read a ton of Paula Quinn stuff. Um He's worked with some of the top Olympic athletes, pro athletes, pro bodybuilders. Like, he's just, he's like the definition of an all-around strength coach. He's just a monster. However, he did also come out with a lot of, like, outlandish claims. Like, he would he would make claims about uh, different supplements or different training methods as if they were indefinite solutions. So, it's yeah. like, this will do this. And it's like, well, you really don't have any evidence to prove that. You just think that based on your experience. Yeah. Sometimes it's valid. Other times it's just personal opinion and preference. Um, and I think this is one of those cases. So uh, so from what I know, and it's called German body composition training, but what it is is it's basically two giant sets put together for a single workout. So a giant set is doing three to four exercises in a row all targeting the same muscle group. Yep. Um, and then you have another giant set in that same circuit. So it's one big circuit. So an example of this would be a barbell back squat supersetted with a barbell front squat to, uh, and then like leg extensions and then you're going to so that's quads and then you're going to go right to like your lats and traps so then you go chin up t-bar row shrugs mm-hmm. or posterior fly right and so now we have quad 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 back 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 all in a row and it's two giant sets put together in a single circuit and you'll go four rounds of that consistently now their claims are that this is one of the best ways to maintain muscle mass while burning more fat and I understand it from a standpoint of you probably burn a lot of calories because it's draining as hell. Um, it's very tiring. And you could potentially maintain muscle mass because you're doing a lot of high uh, tension, time under tension-based movements. Because if you go from a squat to a squat to a leg extension, it's so much tension in your quad. It's a ton of metabolite accumulation. Um, you're going to get a good pump. But as you go through those movements, what you're also doing is fatiguing the muscle, which in itself has a benefit. There is a benefit of fatiguing the muscle, but it also causes a drop in intensity and a drop in volume, right? So you're not going to be able to lift as heavy and you're probably not going to be able to complete as many reps, um, which means that it's not the best way to maintain muscle during a cut. The best way to maintain muscle during a cut is to split up your training in a full body or a um, upper lower split. When you do that, what you're going to find is that you can split up the volume across the week and you can keep intensities as high as possible because I'm doing today an upper body session. I'm going to do a little bit of shoulders, a little bit of chest, a little bit of triceps, biceps, back, and I'm going to do a little bit of everything so I can lift as heavy as possible with all those things. And then in a few days, I'm going to do the same thing again. Um, With this German volume uh, body composition training, essentially what you're doing is fatiguing the shit out of a muscle so your intensity drops lower and lower. Doesn't mean you can't maintain muscle and strength with it. You probably can, and he's used it with people, and it's worked well. And like I said, he has results to prove his efficacy. But 
in my experience, it's definitely not the best way to maintain muscle and strength. It's just, it's just not the best way. Um, and another example would be like your second day of the week would be like an RDL supersetted with a leg curl supersetted with some kind of like glute hip abduction. So just glutes, ham, glutes, ham, glutes, ham. And then you're going overhead press, incline press, chest fly. So sure. shoulders and chest. Um, again, circuit style. So your heart rate's going through the roof. You're probably going to burn a lot of calories, especially because it's full body. You're not stop going, but it's just so fatiguing that I don't find it. I don't think it would be the best way to maintain muscle. I think it's a good way to crank through your workout quickly because it's like one big circuit. And I do think it's probably a good way to increase calories, uh, calorie expenditure for a fat loss phase. But I would much rather do a full body program. Studies show that full body training is going to burn more calories. So if you're really after fat loss and you want to maintain muscle mass, do something like full body hypertrophy in the Taylor Trainer. It's it's you're doing a day and you're gonna hit glutes, hams, quads, chest, back, shoulders, probably everything every day. Some days favor more on one like chest versus shoulders. Some days more on lats versus traps. There's focuses, but we're spreading our volume out so we can keep intensity high. But because we're doing legs and upper body in a single day, we're burning a ton of calories. Definitely. So if we want to burn as much fat as possible and maintain muscle. That's kind of the best of both worlds. I'm burning a ton of calories with the full body, but I'm, I'm maintaining volume and intensity because I'm spreading my volume out throughout the week, and that's going to maintain my muscle better. Um, the body comp training doesn't do that. Yeah. And, and, and one thing about Paul Quinn, too, is, is, and again, like I learned a lot from Paul Quinn. He's actually he's a really, really smart dude, but he's also really good about coming out with creative, exciting things mm. right so whether it's like a neurotransmitter supplement protocol or it's a like he, he was big on that stuff wow. he was kind of one of the first ones to bring like neurotyping and stuff in the into the field um or it's it's a program like this like this is the best program for this and here's what you got to do and it's a very very specific method right versus somebody like me who's like well you know this the research says so if you kind of balance these things it doesn't really matter how you train as long as these are in place it's not as sexy yeah. right but if i'm like if you do this very specific thing and you structure it this way, and you only have 30-second rest periods between these ones, one minute between these ones, negatives on these ones, positive. Like, it's so specific that you get really excited. Yeah. And I did some of his programming, and I did other people's programming in the industry that are really smart that do that too. And you get fired up. It's yeah. fun because it's like this is like a cool thing. But it's it's not backed by any evidence. It's The only thing I will say about it is stuff like that gets you fired up to train. And if it gets you fired up to train, you're going to stay consistent. For sure. And that's worth it. Um very motivating. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, even in our in our training, right now I'm doing the modified conjugate method, which is in the Taylor Trainer, but I tweaked some things just because we have the turf. Yep. Most people don't have the turf. Yeah. Um, and there's little things that don't really need to be in the program, but it just makes it harder, makes it more intense, and it just makes it fun. And it's just like a challenge, yeah. you know? Um, things like one and a half reps, pauses, negatives, um, just isolation holds, just different ways of manipulating exercises that it's like, oh, there's not really a huge benefit, but it's challenging. It's fun. For sure. Why not? Yeah. You know? That's but dope. Yeah. I think that's a a good answer to that question. Definitely. About his, uh, Paul Quinn's training. Cool. Well, that is it. Do you have any uh, announcements for the end? Um, no announcements. Uh, I think I made some announcements on the other podcast records. I don't know when that airs. Uh, Charity certs, we donated uh, over two grand to Fuck Cancer. They were stoked. So they, I think they're sending us some merchandise. Cool. Like shirts or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they were pumped. I'm super pumped. Thank you for everybody who donated and got a shirt. I hope everybody has gotten their shirt by now. You should have. If you haven't, please email Tori. 
uh, Tori, T-O-R-I, at tailoredcoachingmethod.com. Um, we're working on the next batch right now. We're working on the design right now, um, which I'm excited for. Uh, probably going to be my favorite one. And uh, we'll announce the charity for that one in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I think that's going to launch November 1st. Yeah. I don't know so. how they got my phone number, but FedEx, every t- I know there's been like three shipments now, but every time... Every time FedEx like delivers my thing, they text me like, I, I. You must have a FedEx account, or that your address. Or is Tori gave to. Print Northwest my my phone number. And no, because the first time my at my number was on every single package. Well, I got every time they send FedEx sends me a tracking number from Print NW. Oh, uh, you might be in their system because you've done stuff with yeah, them individually. That's got it. Yeah, be. that's probably it. Yeah, but because my, my number my was on everybody today. else's. Even yeah. like my stepmoms, they called me and they were like, "Uh, this." I was like, "Just send it to my house." Yeah, <laughs> I'll give it to her. But she put. She put Grammy McBroom. I was like, Jill, you have to put your real name. <laughs> That's not going to work. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah. Um, cool. So that'll come up. Stay tuned for that. Keep supporting. We appreciate you guys, and we'll catch you next time. Cool. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing. Head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.